Thank you for joining us in our study of the book of Revelations. Today on Drawing Near, we continue our study by examining the struggle between the dragon, the woman, and the child. John introduced us to the woman and the dragon by calling them signs in heaven. These signs offer greater understanding of the spiritual warfare that has been going on for thousands of years. So please open your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 12, and join us for The Dragon's Futile Pursuit. Before we open God's Word together, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And Father, as we approach this passage of Scripture today, we ask for wisdom and discernment from you, that we may know the truth of these things. Your Holy Spirit that indwells each believer is able to give us guidance and understanding. Help us, Lord, to see the simplest things out of this passage, the clearest things. Guide us, Father, into all knowledge, because you are the one who has given us your holy word. And Father, help us not simply to understand, but to utilize the information, the knowledge that we gain from this passage, to worship you and serve you more fully. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we prepare for today's study, we're going to read the first three verses once again. So chapter 12, verse 1 says, Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. As I stated in the last podcast, this is one of the passages in the book of Revelation that caused many people great difficulty when it comes to trying to interpret it. There are many different views on who the woman is, and that's primarily the concern. The second concern, though, is when does this take place? Are these signs indicating literal historical events, or is there some other meaning? There are those who believe that the woman in the sign could be Mary, the mother of Jesus, the church, or the nation Israel. There are still others who believe that these figures refer to ancient mythology. I believe, as I shared in the last Bible study, that this woman is the nation Israel that God is not done with the nation of Israel. In Genesis 37, we have a record of Joseph's dream. If you'll recall, Joseph dreamed of a sun and the moon and eleven stars, and the sun was his father, the moon his mother, and the eleven stars his brothers. It's amazing the striking parallel between those images, the sun, moon, and stars there, and the sun, moon, and stars in Revelation. God often, if we will just pay attention, gives us understanding and interprets these things for us. Jacob was the patriarch for the nation Israel. His name was changed to Israel. Joseph's brothers become the tribes of Israel. To me, it's crystal clear that the woman in this sign is the nation Israel. It is just as clear that the dragon is Satan, and the rest of the context of chapter 12 bears that out. And then the son, the child, is the Lord Jesus Christ. 
In verse 4 of chapter 12, we read, His tail, the dragon's tail, drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. When Lucifer, a former angel of heaven, rebelled against God and decided to become like God, he led a rebellion among the angelic host. We're told in the scriptures, one-third of the heavenly angels followed Satan in his rebellion. And this is a reference to that. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven. His influence, his deceit, his scheming drew a third of the angels in heaven, and they were all cast to the earth. In the second part of verse 4, we read, And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth, to devour her child as soon as it was born. Satan does not want the Lord Jesus Christ to be victorious. We are told in Genesis chapter 3, when God judges Adam and Eve and the serpent, that God's judgment of the serpent would be that the seed of the woman, referring to the Lord Jesus Christ in the future, would destroy or defeat Satan. And so Satan haunts and hounds Israel. All throughout the Old Testament, we see Satan deceiving and perverting, twisting, trying to mislead the nation of Israel, and they struggle to remain faithful to God. And yet God faithfully restores Israel. He judges them. They repent. They come back over and over again throughout the Old Testament. Satan stands before this woman and waits for her to deliver the Messiah, the Savior of the world, the one who will ultimately defeat him. And he wants to devour the child as soon as it was born. We see this scene play out when Mary and Joseph have to flee before Herod, Joseph being warned about the threat in a dream. Verse 5 tells us, She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. The Messiah was to be born. This male child, this boy, was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. He is the ultimate king of the world. He's not just going to rule Israel. He's not simply going to be a temporal king. He is going to rule and reign all nations forever and ever. The idea of ruling with a rod of iron doesn't mean that he's going to be cruel, but rather his rule and reign will be firm. He will not cease to rule and reign. No other nation, no other kingdom will be able to usurp his power or authority. At the end of verse 5, we read, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. One of the amazing things about this narrative is simply this. We see the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. She bore a male child, and we see his ascension. We don't see the 33 years of his earthly ministry in this passage. We clearly see it throughout the whole of the New Testament, but it is not seen here. We simply see his birth, we see his ascension, because the primary focus here is on this conflict between the dragon, the woman, and the child, and God has protected and provided and delivered this child. He is caught up to God, he ascends into heaven, and his throne. We have to see and state something very, very clearly here. Satan 
is at war with God and has been since he rebelled. All of his efforts against Israel, all of his attempts to destroy the Lord Jesus Christ, have been efforts directed at rebelling against God who sits on the throne of heaven. God is not going to be defeated. God's purposes and plans in redemption, all the things that he does for his glory, God will never be defeated. Satan fails over and over again. Yes, he deceives the nations. Yes, he leads people astray. Yes, he's a liar and a thief and a murderer from the beginning. Yes, a third of the heavenly angels followed his rebellion. But ultimately, God is victorious. We need to know that, or else we simply live in fear all the time, not knowing whether or not our faith in God is justified. And it is. He is the Lord God Almighty. Everything that he has said from the beginning has come true. God is at work in his creation, redeeming, addressing sin. God is supremely ruling and reigning. We must settle that in our hearts. Satan is defeated. We just have to wait for the plans of God to run their course. In verse 6, we're told, Then the woman, the nation Israel, fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, that they should feed her there 1,260 days. That 1,260 days is a three-and-a-half-year period of time. It's the second half of the Great Tribulation. What we see here is Satan continues to hound and pursue the nation Israel. And yet God is going to protect her and provide for her to the very end. Again, God has established an everlasting covenant with the people of Abraham the nation of Israel, and he is going to fulfill it. He is faithful even when we are not. Praise the Lord. Father in heaven, once again, I thank you for your word, for your marvelous revelations. And Father, I'm so grateful for your nature, your character, which is faithful. You glorify yourself in all that you do, and you seek our thanksgiving and our glory and worship as well. Thank you for redeeming us through Jesus Christ, for giving us the gift of faith that we may believe. Help us, Father, through the work of your Spirit, the instruction of your Word, the encouragement of the body of Christ, to live out all of our days in faith and hope, trusting in you because you are trustworthy. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.